I'd like to first say a little bit about the incumbent situation as represented in the so-called lex talionis, the law of retaliation, and then move into what Jesus has to say in today's gospel. Sometimes it is assumed that the phrase, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, shows the cruelty of ancient civilizations and the laws they propounded. The phrase was first written by the king of ancient Babylon, Hammurabi, who ruled around 1770 before Christ. We even see Hammurabi's idea enshrined in the Hebrew Bible in Leviticus chapter 24. There it says, he who kills a man shall be put to death. When a man causes a disfigurement in his neighbor, as he has done, shall, it shall be done to him. Fracture for fracture, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, as he has disfigured a man, he shall be disfigured. Fracture for fracture. The great humanitarian Mahatma Gandhi felt the phrase known in Latin as the lex talionis, or law of talion, was tantamount to a license for committing mayhem. He wrote to his secretary in August 1947, about a month before he died, an eye for an eye and the whole world goes blind. The Lex Talionis, however, is far from an exhortation to mayhem. Instead, it places a limit upon retaliatory violence, enabling a victim of crime to obtain what is owed him or her by way of just compensation while bounding the excesses of uncontrolled rage and chain reaction, unlimited revenge. In other words, an eye for an eye, but that's the end of it. enough. But today's gospel presents a new approach altogether. This gospel segment 
is part of Luke's account of the new community founded by Jesus of Nazareth. This one is an advanced community upon earth of the one in heaven. The Lex Talionis is not part of the Messianic community. It is replaced by active, outgoing love, a love generous and caring that puts first the best interests of others. I presume most of us are familiar with the three terms from the Greek language that underlie most uses of the English word love. Awareness of these can help a lot to specify what Jesus and his community meant by love and what they did not be mean by it. The Greek term agape, for instance, implies privileging the rights, needs, and welfare of others. The Greek eros, not surprisingly, refers to emotional passion for another. And the Greek philia, warm affection, connotes the love of siblings for each other. Philia, for instance, underlies Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Oxford University professor George Card amplifies agape, Christian outgoing love, as a humble concern for the welfare of others. He sees it as an opposite to egocentric vindictiveness. He writes in his book on Luke's Gospel, those bidden by Jesus to love their enemies were living in enemy-occupied territory where resentment was natural and provocation frequent. Therein, the retaliator thinks he is manfully resisting aggression. In fact, he is making an unconditional surrender to evil, where before there was one, a perpetrator under the control of evil, now adding in the retaliator, there are two. Evil propagates by contagion. It can be contained and defeated only when hatred 
insult and injury are absorbed and neutralized by love. Professor Card concludes, Jesus distinguishes what is good from what is merely right and urges his people not to be content with a lower standard. I don't know about you, but for me, the vindictive practice of keeping enemies' lists, for example, is laughably childish, though apparently some of our political leaders, biologically adults, do this. <laughs> so does feelings, having feelings of schadenfreude, enjoyment over the troubles of others. And I'll never forget hearing this jokey admonition at a lecture at UCSF. We should never attribute to malice what can instead be attributed to incompetence. <laughs> Attributing to malice, of course, reveals a lot about the said attributor. And we all probably have a little bit of this tendency in us. In the end, at every moment, we are whom we choose to be, grudge holders or letters go, trusters in good, in God's goodness. Daily, in ways large and small, we choose the realm we will live in, the world of competition, zero sum, and retaliation, or the new community founded upon and upbuilt continually and lavishly by love and service to others. The brilliant French philosopher Simone Weil said we could succeed surprisingly easily as members of the divine community by attending to, keeping our attention upon the good that is God. <laughs>